Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 97. Hola, señor and señoritas. <laughs> Hola, bienvenidos. Como se llama? <laughs> Me llamo Esteje. ¿Y tú? Me llamo Esclif. Cliff. 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 Honestic. Honestic. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And that's our show for today. <laughs> Welcome to the first show of About the Church, where Cliff is completely schloss drunk. <laughs> exactly. He can't speak at all. I cannot speak today at all. <laughs> well, DG, it is here finally, the day before Thanksgiving, which for me is a great time because this year, uh, just like last year, I am taking a couple days off of work and I am heading out of town to spend some time unplugged from the online world as we know it. Nice. And I'm excited. That, yeah, as you should be. I no, am seriously, ex- you should be. That's I am, great. I'm very excited to get away from the technology, from the everything. I mean, I mean, sure, I'll be tweeting from my iPhone. I mean, that'll happen, I'm sure, at least once or twice. But for the most part, I'm not going to be checking my email twice a day. In fact, I'm going to be putting a little vacation responder on there that says, if you send me an email... I'll get back to you Monday or Tuesday. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to do. So what do you got planned for this Thanksgiving holiday? I am basically having Thanksgiving for the reject toys. <laughs> Thanksgiving for the reject toys. Please explain. Yeah. Well, what, no, no, no. The misfit toys. That's the what misfoy. it is. The misfit toys. Land of the misfit toys. Yeah, it's like, you know, anybody who doesn't have family in the area Anyone who either maybe maybe some people need to get away from their family in the area because they've had enough. So that's what we're doing. So we've got I don't know. I think it's going to be like around ten to twelve of us coming over to the house and nice and eating Thanksgiving dinner and then maybe going to watch a movie afterwards. You're the guys, the girls, apparently. Well, some of the girls, my wife and at least one other, are going to be doing Santa's workshop. Okay, which basically means you know, like we we really are trying to we're Tiny and I are trying to start. Not buying any gifts for people for Christmas. We really trying to make all of our gifts. Okay, and so she's going to start that uh, that craft, the craftiness workshop okay. of being able to make those things. So that's that's what we got planned. I think the guys, one of the guys, said that he wanted to go watch um, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. So we got a press screening for that. I didn't go. Yeah, I did. I went. I went. Was it good? Um, if you really like Kill Bill, then you'll really like this movie. Never saw Kill Bill. So. Um, well, it's basically just tons of blood, uh, lots of people cut in half, lots of heads flying. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's that kind of movie, but it has a few Wachowski brother kind of moments, like Matrix moments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is almost like, um, it's like they grabbed a frame of a comic book and it's that, it's kind of that stylized understanding. Right. But it only happened like two or three times, and the rest of the movie was really pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I didn't care for it. I took Megan to go see Old Dogs. Have you heard about this movie? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, John Travolta. Travolta. Mm-hmm. Dude, I cannot believe they did this movie, because it, it, it brought... I, I, I mean, not that I held them up to high esteem, but these guys are have done some phenomenal movies. You know, regardless of what I feel about any kind of politics or anything like that of certain uh, movie stars and and their and their theology, obviously, uh, at yeah. least for John Travolta. Um, regardless of how I feel about that, these guys were at you know were at one point at the top of the game. These these guys have been in some phenomenal movies, right? And this movie here <coughs> was like. This was probably the worst movie. <laughs> you remember Grumpy, Grumpy, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men? Grumpier Old Men, yeah. Those two movies were better than this one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it was that bad. Sorry. Um, now, had it not been John Travolta and, um, and Robin Williams, I think the movie would have been... It would have been a so-so movie, right? Just a it would, a meh. It, movie. Yeah, it, it would have been it would have been a popcorn, a great popcorn movie. But what I'm saying though is, it was a big disappointment that the show was not of higher caliber with these two stars in it. I got you. Um, it, the 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 story was beneath them. Right, right, right. Um, uh, it kind of, matter of fact, it had a Home Alone feel. Uh, Ooh, yeah, you know, yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, 
Yeah, those Which is movies. great for no names to be in because mm-hmm. you can actually say, well, that was, you know, was okay. Yeah. But you do have expectations when it comes to those two actors. I did. I and, and anything that you've seen in the previews as far as funny, those are the funny moments in the movie. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was, I was about to ask you, all the previews ruined the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. those were the best parts. Of those life. were the best parts in the movie. They're like, oh, I love penguins. And then, ah. Yeah. In matter of fact, it was funnier in the, in the actual clips because the scenes were actually drawn out it was just too much and there were i will say there are three spots in the movie that were not in the previews that you just laugh out loud hilarious but it's nothing where you haven't seen somebody get hit in the crotch with a golf ball on youtube right Yeah. Sure. you know it, it's i mean you're gonna laugh at that no matter what right <laughs> so yeah exactly so welcome back to our discussion of the church <laughs> the church goes to the movies. That's right. So DG and I are just catching up here pretty much. That's that's what's going on. <laughs> so uh, DG, the church, do we have anything to talk about here? You know, the, uh, I, you know, I can't remember if we've ever actually talked about pets before. And you mean, are they going to hell? Exactly. Okay. Can we talk about that? No, we haven't. All right. Well, I just lost a cat. My, my wife and I, our cat passed away. Oh, I'm very sorry sushi, to hear that. She uh, had... I think it was kidney failure. They think it's kidney failure, but he's Himalayan, and apparently Himalayans have this cystic something going on with their kidneys often. Right. But he was only five years old, human years. Yeah. Um. So I think that's pretty young for a cat. I think. I don't know. Um. But anyway, and so it was. It was. You know. That is sad. It's, though. it's sad because Tim and I don't have any kids. I mean, we're working towards the adoption right now, but uh, which is adoption dot Um. But uh, <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, that's right. We That's still need money. <laughs> Adoption.holums.com. Exactly. Uh, but uh, but it was, you know, it's kind of sad. And the thing that really, the thing that hurt me the most is, you know, I'm a dog guy. I'm a dog guy. I'm Are not you? a cat guy. And Tiffany it was the cat person. And, and her mom was the real reason we even have the cat, even though we told her mom we did not want a cat. Right. And we still ended up with a cat. But, um, but Sushi, our cat, which is half Himalayan, half Siamese. So he's just this gorgeous cat. But Tiffany was there the whole time. I mean, we, she took both my dog and my cat to the vet. We knew Sushi was getting a little bit sick, but we both need, we needed to get both of their, their, uh, vaccinations done for the adoption because they won't adopt anyone out there until you can show all your vaccination rec- records and stuff. But, um, so anyway, and needless to say, you know, Halo got his shots and she took Halo home and then Sushi didn't ever get to come back home. So, oh man. Uh, but, um, but she was, you know, she's sad. And the only time I really even saw my cat was, <laughs> I can't believe we're going to say this, but <laughs> every morning when I go use the bathroom, yeah, <laughs> the cat's always coming in and wanting, me, wanting to be petted right. before I take my shower. So uh, that's about the only time I ever saw him. And he was sweet. Yeah. A little bit psycho. Yeah. But um, I think I think all cats are that way, right? I think so. Right, cat lovers out there? So, so call in to the number and let us know if you're a cat, if you think cats are psycho. <laughs> So, so uh, the question is, you know, are are you guys concerned about the eternal uh, security of exactly, this cat? Exactly. Like, um, yeah, because you know, I think all cats are from Satan. Okay, I'm just joking. I'm totally joking. Okay, I was about <laughs> ready to say Amen, brother, <laughs> but I'll I'll, I'll withhold that. Then <laughs> I won't say that. No, no, I'm I'm totally joking. Uh, you know, and the the most most of the answers that I normally give comes from talk amongst yourselves okay talk amongst yourselves uh, butterflies they're not butter but they fly discuss discuss <laughs> i think it's romans eight mary says she's a cat lover in the chat room sweet all right uh, is it romans eight cats were made to keep truck drivers alive i'm 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 convinced that that's why god created cats what so they don't run them over no no because like you know how cats okay. cat or truck drivers sometimes drive in the middle of the night yeah. And they're about ready to fall asleep. And then all of a sudden, the cat runs out and like that. And it's like, and it wakes them up. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Lord, for that cat. That's I used to tell everybody all the time that you know, cats are only good for one thing, and that's speed bumps. So mm-hmm. it's the you know, same kind of thing. Um, I'm but just I, kidding. We're, almost. We're, we're kidding, everybody. Almost. almost. We're, we're almost kidding. I'm almost kidding. <laughs> I, I, I just say this because I'm allergic to cat. Now, I will say I am, I am, I am very allergic. I mean, my eyes are starting to swell up just talking about them. So, um, (laughs) I am very allergic to cats, but I did have a cat. I had a black cat when I was a kid. She stayed outside, but I had a black cat and she lived about 14 years. And, uh, the whole idea of cats having nine, having nine lives, this one had them. And I think she lived to her 13th. So she borrowed a couple extra lives from another cat somewhere. 
Nice. But uh, I, I loved her. She was, <laughs> Or she stole them when she sucked their blood out. Exactly. Maybe she was vampiric. I think so. The first vampiric cat. But I, I mean, I did love my cat that I had. Sure, of course. But I hate all other cats. Yeah. All right. So it's, it is uh, Romans 8. Okay. Uh, starting with verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits an eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom for the children of God. Okay, so you think because the creation will be brought into the glorious kingdom of God that cats and animals are part of that creation. Exactly. So that bypasses the whole do animals have a soul mentality for me? And and it gives me the ability to be able to tell people, yeah, I think that there's a very good possibility you will see Fluffy again. But what about the evil cats? <laughs> no, I'm not going there because okay. I, don't, I can't judge. I can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. No, but and I, and I do like Romans 8 for that. You know, when it says we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we await eagerly for our adoption as sons and the redemption of our bodies. So, so there you go. One, one possibility of, of including cats in the creation account and therefore maybe buying them away into heaven. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so it always cracks me up with that whole, you know, do they have a soul? Exactly. That whole, do my pet, do pets have souls? You know, the, does the do do the waters have a soul? Do the hills have a soul? Right, exactly. You know I mean, exactly same kind of thing. Yeah. Is, is is heaven going to be here on earth? You know the 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 new kingdom, the new heaven. Do is you that, give my opinion? Is that, is that yeah, a question? Just, this not, that's all the show is is opinion anyway. Yeah, I, I think uh, yes, I do believe that. This is yes. not a feel. If if anybody out there is under the impression that the the generally speaking about the church is a theologically sound show. Now that doesn't mean that DG and I, I was about don't to say, have, wait a that, second. Hold on. That if anybody <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that we don't have some theologically sound uh beliefs. But right. that, we are not here to support, you know, this is not a theological discussion kind right, of right, thing. Right. Exactly. This is even though generally, even though often I usually go there. <laughs> this is this is primarily just us talking about, you know, th- it's kind of like the general the whole idea of generally speaking is what would it sound like if two people who happen to be Christian had a casual conversation right. just, about their faith? Just went to the ice cream shop, was sitting at the the square downtown Podunk, wherever. Exactly. And we're having a conversation with them. Yes. So, so your opinion, th- this place here, I mean, you yeah. know, new new heaven here on this pl- this planet. Right. Well, I, I really believe that in the Greek, it actually talks about it being a renewed heaven and a renewed earth. Right. And I, th- I believe that the heaven part that it's talking about is not necessarily the uh, golden streets on clouds kind of a thing. Right. But like the stars, like the heavens mentality. And so, uh, or the way of thinking. And so with that understanding of this renewed earth um, and back way back in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament, if a king was going to come visit your, your town, you would, as an entire town, leave where you're at, go and meet them, but you wouldn't just stay there. You would come back to that town. Right. And I think that same kind of mentality is coming, it's coming up with this understanding about when Christ returns. So here comes the returning King. We go meet the King, but we come back, we come back to where we were, but it's renewed. Like it's been glorified. So take whatever we have right now and multiply it times, you know, more than you could ever imagine kind of mentality. So will we even recognize it? I don't know. But hmm. will it be the same place? Uh, yes, but completely glorified. It's like, will I even be able to recognize you? I don't know. Right. You know, but you're still going to be Cliff. Exactly. I am still going to be Cliff, but I am going to have my perfect body. My perfect body, the way it was intended to be. And of course, there will be Chipotle in heaven. I, I'm, I'm almost positive <laughs> of that. Uh, That's awesome. I am circulating the petition. Just go to chipotleinheaven.com. <laughs> hey, can someone, can someone add to that petition? Please, Chipotle, serve breakfast burritos while you're at it. That'd be great. <laughs> breakfast burrito. Man, I'm telling you, they would make so much money if they started serving breakfast. But then you have to put that in that flour tortilla thing. What? Those things aren't good for you. 
What, the flour tortilla Yeah, thing? the flour tortilla. Yeah, you can get eggs by himself. You don't have to get the tortilla. You can get it naked. But that, but that, but that's a, then that's not a burrito. Well, I'm just saying serve breakfast. <laughs> there you go. Serve breakfast. They're known for their burritos, Cliff. I don't know if you knew this or not. <laughs> but the majority of the people who eat there actually eat that tortilla thingy that you were talking about. That's because they don't know it's 290 calories. <laughs> well, I think that then there's some people that would, that would actually give them a shock. But other people would be like, I don't care. I'm going to eat that burrito. <laughs> yeah, I used to be one of those guys. I don't even, I don't even get rice with it. Really? I do, I just get, get, I I do get, get my rice. I get black beans and the fajita yeah. vegetables. Naked. 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 So anyway, okay, so so cats Ooh, are going to heaven. As good as a salad. Cats are going to, going to heaven, and and uh, basically God's going to bulldoze down all of our houses and, and rebuild everything from scratch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that where we're at so far? Well, I don't know if he has to like destroy it all. It could just be transformed. It could be just transformed. <laughs> transformers all right so <laughs> jesus in disguise <laughs> yeah no doubt creation <laughs> mighty morphing dude I'm, I'm hearing somebody out there singing that they're gonna write that song actually carl my good friend who's in the chat room right now he could write that song if he wanted to he has yeah. that gift very cool creation heaven in disguise very cool. Anyway. All right, so so DG, we have some listener feedback from yes. prior episodes, and I wonder if this might give us a little direction on where we should go with the rest of the discussion in this episode. So Sweet. let's start off with Jen, who called in to say this. Hey, Cliff and DG, this is Jen from Ohio, and I wanted to give you a quick um, call about the about the church podcast. I absolutely love your podcast, and I'm a little behind. I was listening to your last one about the um, Is There a God series, and I wanted to make a comment. Oh, At wow. the end, you guys were talking a little bit about reconciliation, and yes, I'm Catholic. I actually teach an eighth grade religion class, and a lot of your material and listening to this podcast helps to give me cool. just a new understanding and helps me renew my faith each week to help present this to the eighth graders which is a challenging age but um when it comes to reconciliation what we talk about is we go to reconciliation to be able to say we're sorry um if you don't say you're sorry for whatever reason um that it doesn't mean that you're not going to go to heaven it just means that you need to spend some time in purgatory to make up for those sins that you've committed and um, once that time has elapsed, then you will go to heaven. And that's how I basically explain it to the eighth graders. Um, but we talk about that every time you make, every time you sin, you're putting a space between you and God. And it's the same thing every time you fight with a friend or do something bad towards a friend. You're putting a space between you and your friend. And by going to reconciliation, is basically going and saying you're sorry. And allowing that relationship to be built up again instead of you're breaking down the wall that you've put between you and God. So that's just the simple way that we kind of explain it, or at least um, I was taught. And I also use that to explain to my eighth graders. So I hope this helps. And thank you for all you do. God bless you. Bye. Jen, thank you so very much for your feedback. Yeah. And that's and a thank you for the, the blessing you just gave us. Yeah. Well, that's a huge blessing to be able to say that we encourage her and stuff. That's, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So, so you know, that is something that's similar to what I heard when I was in Catholic school because I went sure. to a Catholic school for about seven years. And right. uh, purgatory is definitely one of the beliefs in the Roman Catholic Church. So. Yep. Yeah. Which, you know, these days, now that I'm an adult and I'm sitting here and, and when I hear Father Roderick and other folks like Jen call in and talk about, you know, purgatory, I just think of God giving us a timeout. You know, nice. You sit there and think about that. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. And, That's awesome. And of course, Father Roderick's adding a whole lot of new uh, nuances to my understanding of what the teaching of the Catholic Church is on on purgatory, because cool. he talks about the Catholics today will pray for people, and they'll they'll they pray for people who are in purgatory to help get them out. And it's like so. Wow. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, so they're, they're, I definitely so don't want to make light of anybody right, else's. Right, right, I mean, of course not. But I mean, so the, the, but what, what they're saying by saying that was they actually believe, and, and I'm not saying it's a judgment call, but right. there's some part of them that believes that they did not get there all the way and that they were automatically put in purgatory. Right. And I'm wondering if they think the majority of the people just go straight to purgatory. I don't know. 
I don't know what their thoughts are on that. If you if if you're a Catholic and right, and if you're Roman Catholic, could you please point that out? Like, I really have never ever seen any scriptural evidence for purgatory. Right. But I'm I'm willing to. Yeah. yeah, please tell yeah, know, it, send that to me. That, that's interesting because Father Roderick was just talking about that on his uh, Breakfast with Father Roderick show. And um, interestingly enough, he said, you know, and this is all scriptural. And then he went on. And not that he intentionally didn't mention the scripture because he really doesn't right, exactly. ever do that. He just teaches what the teaching of the church is. Exactly. But I'd love to know the scriptural support that, that they use to base that on. And I'm certain that they have that in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You right. know, the, sure. So, so, but if anybody knows it, that, that that'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be a great feedback. thing to call us in on. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing's true, honestly, uh, for support for homosexuality in the Bible, because there's a bunch of people that have that same mentality as well. And I would love to see how people are reading the Bible. When you say support, support for it. homosexuality, what do you mean by that? That it's okay to be a Christian and not have any issues with the fact that you actively pursue a homosexual lifestyle. Correct. Okay. Yeah, there are there are people that are that uh, have, or they they claim to have biblical proof. Yeah. Um, that this is the way they read the Bible to be able to allow that. Right. To be able to allow homosexuality to be okay. That would be interesting to hear. And, that, and that's uh, why well, I'm, and I'm only, kind of throwing it out only, there just because you know only, I'm kind of I want to hear that stuff. That is something that's never been brought to me, and I want to see that. So yeah. The, the that. only thing I've heard argued is, well, are you going to, you know, what? How do you get? How do you defend somebody who is a gossip or a slanderer or who is a right you know, who drinks out, you know, struggles with drinking alcohol, who happens to be an alcoholic. Can those people be believers in Christ right. and have a rela- be working on a relationship with right. Christ? Sure, and and, and that's and that's the one I've heard because too. it's in a list. Exactly, and that's, that's the exactly. only one I've heard. But yeah, no, I've I've heard I've heard many more. Okay, like just but I've, it's just been snippets. It's like uh, when Christ healed the centurion. Uh, well, it, wasn't it the slave of the centurion or something like that or or. A coworker, yeah, I do. And, there, and I everyone says, and, and, and lots of people are saying, "Oh, the coworker's gay," and that's yeah. way that's one way of Christ bringing reconciliation. And I mean, it's just there's a bunch of stuff out there that I just have never been privy to. And so I'm actually asking for people to send that. You know, right. I, I want to read this. I want to see where, have, where have you're you, coming from and what. You, every what single time about. the word homosexuality has ever come up in any podcast I've ever talked ever done. Um, I, I will tell you, I'll, I'll get five people who are going to email me a link to five or six different YouTube videos where it's part one, point two, point three, whatever uh, of uh, uh, for the Bible tells me so. Have you ever watched that documentary? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I, I and and it's not that it's not that because I don't want to. It's just I've just never had time right. to. Well, maybe we should make it and it's but, kind of like what we did the whole God series thing to do the. Yeah, but it, that's a whole entire movie, and I don't know. Oh, it's like a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a documentary. Oh, gotcha. gotcha yeah, gotcha. It, it, it's well, like. Well, maybe we could see it. We could both say we'll see it and then come back. And yeah. I, I actually sat down and watched the whole first and the whole second part, and then I had to go do some other things. I just never, I mean, it's never been a topic that has been, you know, all that consuming to me. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's obviously not something I personally struggle with right um, sure. i do have a very close fam- family member of mine but you know they, they have their strong beliefs their way course, and 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 so i, I mean it, it's i think not i'm something... just i think i'm just willing to be able to say let's have an open dialogue and i'm willing yeah. to have a dialogue um unlike unlike a lot of christians that are out there that yeah. just wouldn't even have a dialogue but now, okay i want to go back to one of the things that she talked about in, in the in the voicemail there though yeah is just uh the uh, this understanding this idea of when you sin and maybe and this, I really am getting kind of uh, just just words here, you know. Okay. Um, but um, but when you sin, you just get further and further away from God. I think that's what she said. No, I don't. Is think that she, what she said? No, no, no. That's not what she said. Oh. Do you know how when, like, for example, like if I do something that violates my tr- my wife's trust, right? And 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 I don't ask her for forgiveness. There's something between us, and it stands in the way of us being connected as one in our relationship. I, mean, I got that part, yeah. That's what. That's all she's saying. Well, I know, I know what she's saying, oh, but I'm okay. wondering if she actually used the words "brings you further away from God." I don't think I didn't hear those okay. words. Okay, that's fine. Because I was just going to say, you know, I, I really, I would hesitate to say, especially to eighth graders, this, the uh, you know, anything that's saying you're further away from God. 
Um, I just think that, you know, and that's why we've, we, you and I, and I hear this from you all the time that we talk about, uh, with stuff within relationship terminologies, right. And not necessarily space. Uh, it maybe puts space between. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, and I just, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying. Right. It just, it's interesting to me that, that, um, that if she did phrase it that way, that she phrased it that way. Yeah. Well, because I, you know, I will, I'll never forget the first time I got up in front of a church and said, um, and, and this was our opening prayer. And I said, Holy spirit, we welcome you here. We ask for you to come and be among us. Yes. And there's a, an old retired pastor in the, you know, in the pew yes. that said, Holy spirit was already here, man. Why in the world are you inviting him to come right now? And, and to, you know, and he's like, you know, the presence of God was already here. And it was just, yeah, you know, Okay, thanks. Well, you know. the, the, okay, okay. I, I, I get that. But, I mean, that's a little bit of semantics there. Exactly. Because that's for, why I'm saying me, the whole, I said you know, right up front you, this is all you, semantics. You know, for me, you know, you may be here in, 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 in my home and, you know, let's just say that you're, you've been invited into our home. Stephanie's invited you into our home. Your sure. presence is already here. Yes. You're sitting down on the chair in our living room and Stephanie's on the couch and the two of you are having a conversation. And I walk upstairs with my cell phone to my ear, okay? And so I am, and I'm talking with somebody on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see you. I, I, I know that you're here. Right. But I haven't, you know, I haven't really acknowledged you. I haven't. Right. I, and, and then you, and, and then, then you I get up, up, and I get off the phone. I'm no longer say, distracted. And now I invite you into, yeah. you know, it's like. Or you just say, welcome, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Something as simple as that. Yeah. It's the same thing. I got I mean, that part. Sure, you're using the you know invite instead of we welcome you here. I right. Mean, well, I like, mean, he was just saying, come you know, here. Yeah, I think, and I think it was rightly so. Yeah. Are you thinking about? Does your theology impact the way you speak and the semantics that you use? Yeah. And is that important to how we describe God? How we describe ourselves? You know, how do we describe the church or whatever else? It's you know whatever. There's yeah. an interesting you know. Yeah, and I, and the, I took it. Thing, I took it as saying, you know, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I really yeah. do appreciate that. But sure, why not? I mean, it can be. It's a learning moment to be able to tell sure. everybody, hey, you know, uh, instead of us inviting you, Holy Spirit, we ask that you allow us to make your presence known. Well, you know what? You I, know, something I, like that. I, sometimes I get really lazy at the end of a Bible study group, and then I say, you know, it's like, man, so the you know we. Sh- sh- have you ever been in a situation where people share prayer requests and the prayer requests aren't necessarily their own? They're, you know, they're very surface level. So it's like I have a cousin whose ex brother in law who has a coworker whose sister had an uncle who just had. <laughs> it's like okay, you know, it's yeah. like you know, you don't have to share a prayer request. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not a requirement. <laughs> You know, but I mean, this thing's like 37 people removed from you. Yeah. I mean, if, how how much further could you get from saying this is what I'm struggling with this week? Can you pray for me? That's but, that's awesome. I'm, just, I'm, I'm definitely taking that to the extreme. That reminds, that reminds me of my dad. Apparently, when my dad was a little kid, that he was asking to pray before they ate. And he only got like three opportunities to do that as a child. And then he was never asked to do it again because he'd be like... And thank you for mama and daddy and granddad and grandma and the cat and the dog and the dirt and the rocks and the grass. I mean, he just, you know, he just kept on going on. I was like, oh, that's an appropriate prayer for, you know, Thanksgiving or something like that. But he, they, they got tired. Like he, he, they said he would last. No, no kidding. 10 to 15 minutes nice. before they could start eating. And I mean, they would like have to go walk over to him and like, you know, pat his shoulder and say, Amen. Amen, Randy. That's Amen. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, here's here's the, to finish that one thing. Um, you know, we go through, you know, we'd have our home team Bible study group and and we go through and, and we just spent the last 25 minutes sharing prayer requests. I mean, it's just like everything under the sun. Right. And I mean, unless you take a piece of paper and a pen and a piece of paper, you know, unless you take notes. Right. Yeah. There's no way there's no- you can remember all of it. So every now and then I'll say, everybody join with me as I say, Lord, hear our prayer. Right, right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and that is like, we're done. It's like, exactly, hey, everybody yeah. have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> because do I, I mean, we just, we just yeah. sit down. It's like, for some sure. reason, they're like, what, 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 that's our prayer? And I was like, yeah, Jesus <laughs> is here among us. Yeah. And he heard us. I mean, it's, it wasn't like he was standing outside right. saying, okay, you guys get your prayers together. And then 
invite me in right. when you're done, and uh, you can kind of you can kind of then tell me. Yeah, it's that whole mentality I've talked about before when we sing uh, "Here I Am, Lord," and everyone raises their hands and they sing louder. I'm like, uh, he can see you, <laughs> and I just I love to give everybody a hard time with that. That, that you know, I, mean, I know that can be offensive to a lot of people. I really am just kidding. I'm not being serious. Yeah, w- some of this is just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, almost it's so, almost just it, 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 get, it gets me when you know worship songs where it's remember your promise it's like you've got a really bad memory and you've let us down so many times before so i'm gonna have to say 15 more times please remember god well you know okay hey now that you just brought up a really good question you know uh what about when he when uh in the old testament when he's saying what if there are 30 that are good there mm-hmm. What if there are 20 and, uh, you know, and, and that kind of mentality well, it looks like God changes his mind. I mean, it really does look that way. And some people believe that God's mind did change. Well, that that's different. And, you know, being persistent. And matter of fact, I think there's isn't there even some New T- Testament scripture that talks about being persistent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, that, yeah. that's being persistent, and, well, and, but and he, you but don't have because you don't said, ask. And, right, and he, but he specifically said, you know, God, why don't you bring us out of Egypt yeah. If you're just going to start all over again, yeah. didn't you bring us out of Egypt so you could be able to build? You know, and it really was kind of a remember your promise <laughs> mentality. <laughs> okay, okay. That, uh, now I see where you're coming from. <sighs> and, and I had a professor that just said, it it's wasn't a- necessarily God testing. Yeah. It was, it was a daddy hearing from, you know, his son or daughter that says, yeah, daddy, but we're not supposed to, you know, you told me that we're not, you know, I'm not supposed to take free ice cream or, you know, if, if they gave me extra amounts of stuff that I'm just supposed to walk away, I'm supposed to go back and let them know that, you know, this was, and he, you know, and, and the professor was just like, you know, with, with every one of those statements, just this, this happiness from, from God was welling up saying, yeah, hey, they, they remember what I've done and I'm so proud of them for remembering that. Right. I, I, Vicky's in the chat room. She says that's for reminding us. And so yeah, exactly, you know, if, if yeah. I were writing this, help us remember, <laughs> oh, God. That's right. Well, you know, <clears throat> that's I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, we just we need to write our own praise and worship. Music, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, awesome. uh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm ornery today. That's OK. I that's don't know if you've noticed that, but I'm feeling a little ornery. Anyway, so let's move on to another caller here. Um, we have Rick on, okay. from Wisconsin. So Rick, from, I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, who is this man? No doubt. <laughs> Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the about the church podcast, and uh, just listened to your episode about the future of the church, and wanted to share a few things. I think uh, the church that I'm attending, I'm very thankful for the church that we found in listening to your program because of a couple of things we do a lot of eating together and spending time together uh, during the summer especially um, from like May to September we get together every week on a Tuesday night watch a, a short video and uh, have a, a short like 15 minute lesson about it but uh, we spend more time than that just gathering around food and uh, I've been intentional uh, with finding people that I don't know that well to sit by and and talk to for a half an hour every time we have one of those dinners so that I get to know more people in the church because we have so many people in our congregation now that uh, it's hard to know everybody. But the people who have to serve in the various ministries at our church, like, for example, I've, I've I've taught a Sunday school class, and I will be teaching one in the future, um, all the classes I've been asked to teach are only for like an eight-week period of time, and then we're done. We offer a variety of classes on uh, two different uh, times in the morning uh, for our, to go along with our two services, and uh, I don't think any of the classes that they set up go more than 12 weeks. Um, some are as short as six weeks or four weeks even, and they pick uh, a subject, and they have someone who will teach it, and you don't ever end up as a teacher doing more than one class a year. You either do it in the fall or do it in the spring, but then uh, you get a you get a break from teaching. So we don't have the same people doing the same ministry all the time. That's cool. And we rotate people uh, in and out of the positions on our board, 
and in the different ministries um, with either one or two year uh, limits on everybody's positions so that it's not the same guy doing it for a decade. And uh, <laughs> I think that is one of the things that really makes our church work well and uh, continue to grow since it's about doubled in size in the five years that we've been there. But um, cool. just thought uh, you'd like to hear a success story instead of kind of the, you know, I know you're not really trying to slam the church, but I, I and I know that what you said is true. You know, I've been in a small church before. I was in a small church where we were burdened with so many responsibilities that we got burned out and we didn't want that anymore. And we left and we did nothing for more than a year. We didn't participate in anything, you know, at our new church when we first got there. But um, now we're more involved in some things, but at least we, we take it in a way that's manageable with our schedule so we're not overloaded with responsibilities. All right. Well, Rick, thank you very much. And I'm very glad to hear that your experience in the church is a good one. And, um, and, and you know, I am very critical of, of the church. I, I, I have, over, over the years, I have just found myself becoming, you know, um, I, I don't know, what's, what's the word? I mean, it's, it's not just critical, it's cynical. I, I've become very cynical when it comes to so much of what's going on in the church. And it's, and it's not necessary. I mean, I must admit that me personally, I, I've been burned out on the, some of the things that just continually happen over and over again. And, and, and why it really frustrates me is because of the, of the large number of people that it has also happened to who haven't got over it. Mm. Yeah. You sure. know what I'm saying? That, oh, that yeah. they, they never got beyond the religion of it right. to the relationship of it. Right. And I, and you know, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I want everybody to know that I love Watermark community church, the the church where I belong. Uh, they are my church family. Uh, I praise God that since I've been there, there's really not been anything that my wife and I have needed to lean in on them. But I have no doubt that we have the relationships that if something went terribly wrong uh, and, and there was a crisis in our lives, we, we are connect to, connected to a body of believers that that at any given moment that they would be there for us and, and God would work miracles in our lives through through our relationships with those people. And 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 in my in my opinion, that's the core of what my connection to the local church is. It's it's about us being there to to serve one another and and to um to encourage one another, to admonish one another. I mean, they're, they're, right. to all the, if you just do a search for the term one another in scripture, that's what I believe that the local church is all about. Yeah, and sure. and and when a church can focus more on that than a bunch of silly you know expectations that are just thrust upon a certain number of people who can't say no right then then i'm i'm cool with that and but yeah i i I, there there's a whole lot more that i love about watermark community church than the things that frustrate me but the things that frustrate me usually get a little bit more attention it's kind of it's kind of like you know my it's kind of like when um i stub my toe you know my toe hurts for a while but if i never stub my toe um, I don't ever realize that, you know, all 10 toes have been working fine for the last, you know, 36 years or 30, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, forget, like, I forget that I have toes. Like, oh, that pinky toe of mine. I love it so. Yeah. It's like it, it's you kind of take for granted all the things that just work. Right. Exactly. But when something doesn't work, it's painful. Right. And it, and it's it's at the forefront of your attention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the whole understanding. It's the whole idea of you know, like when you pray to God. Rarely, I mean, not rarely, but you probably pray a lot more fervently when there's an issue and of a problem that's going on in your life, right? Than if it's just an issue of a great, huge, you know, tons of joy. Yeah. But I think that enjoying some of that joy could be your way of of communicating with God in the midst of that too. Yeah. You know, I think He's kind of getting to experience that with you. Right. Anyway. So, do we have any more voicemail or email? No, or that's it. That's it. Okay, so, well, the, which, by the way, means that you guys need to give us a call at area code 859-795-4067. If, you, if they actually did that, would that be the first inaugural call that anyone's ever given to live on the About the Church podcast, or would that be the second? 
Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just. Oh, you mean it, actually the the phone number for the live oh. is is different, and it's actually above the chat room. I was oh, just okay. saying for the podcast. I mean, we'll take live calls if somebody wants to call in and just yeah. Just I don't, don't think be it's a ever cra- happened. Don't be a crazy nutty person that tries to say <laughs> silly stuff in our podcast. Because <laughs> nice, yeah. then I'll hang up on you and then say lots of bad things about you. Well, I put this in the chat room, and we can be able to put this in the in the show notes too, I guess. But um, Esquire. I, someone in my church said, "Hey, have you read the latest the latest Esquire magazine?" And I'm like. No, because I've I heard of Esquire magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's like, you know, it has men and women, you know, they have different parts of the Esquire and stuff, but Esquire is like a pretty well-known like fashion magazine. Okay. And here, right in the middle of all this stuff, I mean, okay, here's the, here's the left side of their website. Women, lo- women, we love gallery, augmented reality, Drinks database, the best bars in America, cover gallery, Esquire Soho, and uh, the big black book, and then they have Esquire giveaways. I mean, so it's very manly, you know, beer, women, you know, that kind of a thing. Well, here is an article by Shane Claiborne. I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with I've, Shane Claiborne. I've heard you talk about Shane Claiborne okay, a lot. Yeah. And he is, uh, he's an author, and, uh, and it said, and it's titled, What If Jesus Meant All That Stuff? This is right in the middle of Esquire magazine. Okay. And so, and so here's how did Shane Claiborne get into Esquire magazine? It said this radical Christian's ministry for the poor, the simple way has gotten oh, him into some, into some trouble with his fellow evangelicals. We asked him to address those who don't believe. I love that. See radical Christian stuff. You yeah. know, yeah. Rat, rat, you, you rat, you do something radical and serve the, you know, the community or the world in a radical way. And I love the the attention that that gets. Right, and here, now, and I, but I like that kind of radical stuff more than just getting together in a train station and waiting for people <laughs> gotcha, to gotcha. kick you out of public places when you're not supposed to be gotcha. there without a permit. But that's radically serving people, now that's some attention that I think is worthwhile. And so he literally wrote this letter. He says to my to all my non-believing, sort of believing, and used to be believing friends. I feel like I should begin with a confession. I'm sorry that so often the biggest obstacle to God has been Christians. Yeah. Christians who have had so much to say with their mouths and so little to show with their lives. I'm sorry that so often we have forgotten the Christ of our Christianity. Forgive us. Forgive us for the embarrassing things we've done in the name of God. And then he goes on and he just continues on this letter. Uh, you know, it's just basically if you could write a letter to non-believers, to normal people, what would be in that letter as a Christian? And he literally was given this ability <laughs> to write this down. And I love, and, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to skip all the good, the meat stuff in the middle there. And he talks about this Jesus who was born in a stank man, manger, manger in the middle of a genocide. That is the God we are just as likely to find in the streets as in the sanctuary who can redeem revolutionaries and tax collectors, the oppressed and the oppressors, a God who is saving some of them in the ghettos of poverty and some of us from the ghettos of wealth. And it just says, in closing, to those who have closed the door on religion. I was recently asked by a non-Christian friend if I thought he was going to hell. I said, quote, I hope not. It will be hard to enjoy heaven without you. <laughs> End quote. For those of us who believe in God, do not believe God's grace is big enough to save the whole world. Well, we should at least pray that it is. And it says your brother Shane. I just thought that was awesome and amazing to be able to have just this article in the middle of the Esquire magazine, uh, that that Esquire went to him, yeah, and said, "Okay, man, if you could write a letter to people who are not Christian, what would it be?" That is awesome. That's pretty tremendous. That is that is tremendous. Do you know what um, issue number that is? Vicky's asking in the chat room. You know, I don't know. It just says in the. It says the best and broadest 2009 features, and it says home. I'm on the, I'm on the website. That's all I know. Um, it says November eighteenth, two thousand nine, at nine oh five a.m. I don't yeah. know if that's when they posted it on their website. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a good question. Good question. So anyway, but still, th- that's amazing. Now I don't. I'm not sure what Vicky means by this, but um, I'll just read it word for word. It says if they think serving the poor, if radical, I, I think is radical. Is radical. Yeah. Imagine if we really were. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's the whole key. You know, why aren't we? 
Exactly. Why aren't we? And I think we are. Some of us are. Some of us are. But I mean, right. when I say we, I'd like to, when I say we, I mean, let's talk about the majority of us. Right. Not the Nintendo we, you know, but some, we the majority see, of us not, Christianity. We don't serve the poor. Right. Some of us serve the poor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's and, there, and there are that, a few, kind of. Right. Right. And and like Nation said, it depends on the direction of the radical actions. Yeah, this is <laughs> true. But uh, but you know, it's and even when there are opportunities to serve the poor, like for example, in my church, there are there are multiple opportunities to serve the poor, and it is not the majority of the church that does this, that participates in this, right? And and that's a I mean that's a that's a challenge. I mean that is a true true challenge. Um, and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, okay. Yeah. We all live busy lives. That's the, that's the number one reason I get for people not being more involved in the church Yeah, is I'm too busy. But whenever I, whenever I ask, Hey, we, you know, would you like to go with us to serve food at at Ida Spence in city Heights or to go to the grace, which is the homeless, uh, low income ministry on Sundays. At least that's the two things that our district in the Methodist church does. They had to find churches outside of the United Methodism that would help out with grace. And you're just sitting there going, what? <laughs> and that's, and I, it's just, it's just, oh my gosh, that is so gut wrenching. <clears throat> and that's just, that's just one, that's just yeah. one thing, you know, the, the, you know, the poor is just one thing. Somebody says in the chat room, how would you feel if somebody called you a radical Christian? And I've been called a radical Christian before, so. Um, which is good, I think. I, I I prefer to be called a radical Christian. Of course, I've been called a heretic as well. Uh, not ne- not necessarily used those those words were never used, but certainly it's been implied. the the in, The meaning was implied that right uh, that I I pretty much have abandoned the faith and therefore yeah 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 yeah. And I think that uh, it all depends on how they're saying it and what context they're saying it in. You know. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that would call a TV evangelist radical Christians. Ooh, uh, and I'm sitting there going, I don't want to be oh. that radical. Yeah. yeah, Or that kind of radical. Yeah. yeah. That kind of radical. Yeah. You know, I would take that as a compliment if, if it was deserved. <laughs> deserved. One of the things you read in that article that I really liked DG was, um, where it says, it says the slums of the poor. Mm-hmm. And the slums the, of the wealthy. The slums of the wealthy. Because yeah. you, you know, we oftentimes you know feel so bad about the 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 poor, but oftentimes we don't think about the the depravity of the wealthy. Sure. You know, the people who are slaves to their mortgages, the oh, people yeah. who are slaves to their you know their vacation homes that exactly. are costing them money. You know, the exactly. people who are slaved. Uh, to anxiety and worry and mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. that some that all these things that they own might get broken, stolen, uh, you know, all these other yeah. things. I mean, it's sure. just, I mean, that th- that's some. T- I've met people who are who are financially poor who have greater joy in their lives, sure, than than s- some wealthy people. Now, th- now that's not to say the one thing I will say is that that wealth nor poverty poverty has ever made anybody happy or sad. It's just, right, just, sure. It, I don't think it's all tied to money. Uh, right. I, although at the same time, I if we were if if I were honest, I will say that I probably have somewhere in my mind this understanding that if I had more money, I'd be a happier person. And I but, think that's, that and that one statement right there is the reason that you have to say the statement you said beforehand, especially yeah. in the West, because yeah. we have such an emphasis on personal wealth yeah, or on wealth in general <clears throat> and on materialism. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's got to be something. That, and, and I don't know if you read that above there or not. Um, <clears throat> I just want to mention it, which is it's really cool. Uh, Carl, my friend Carl, says our intentional communities are hatching plans. Mm, uh, to be nonviolently challenged to shut down the strip clubs at the end of their streets in Detroit, serving the poor women trapped in those jobs. And I, and, and I think that what, what's really going on there is he's, I mean, he's seeing the slave trade kinds of stuff, the sex slave trade stuff. And, and, and a lot of those, a lot of those areas is through the strip clubs. Plus you're not only degrading a little bit of the moral fiber of whatever right. um, society and things like that, 
and families and lives and and um, I mean, and, and the the cool thing is is you know when while they're while their focus might be on the women that were working there, if you can take care of that issue, then you probably would actually be taking care of the men that were hiring them and 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 or women that were hiring them and the men that were going there and and be able to do like larger help even to those that that might be one of the root causes of it. Right. Not just the people that are actually being affected, you know, by it all. Gotcha. About that time? Yeah, it's about that time. It is. Everybody, every single time that Cliff and I uh, remember you, we thank God for you. Absolutely. And uh, and so we want to be able to share that same kind of, of love and care uh, to everyone out there. So... And not only do we want you to pray for another church other than your own in your community, yes, but I would like to be able to send uh, just to send a challenge out there to everyone, including myself, to seriously get into an intentional relationship with someone who has no community to be able to share this stuff that that Cliff and I share that we share with the people in the chat room that is actually makes worth life worth living right. that gives purpose that gives a, a reason to be able to to live my life for others and for God. So I want to, to encourage you just to seek out, be sensitive to what, you know, who is it that's in your life already right now? You don't have to go find the grocery cart person. Right. Who is in your life right now that you could be able to bless? Go out there and bless them. Please, exactly. Please, please. And that blessing can just literally, uh, just blessing them with your presence, with your attention, with your with your care and concern for what's going on in their lives. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, the, the important thing is, is not to immediately say, okay, how can I introduce the God talk into this conversation? No, yeah, no, no, no. This it's, is, this is just loving on it people. It has to be authentic, caring for the other individual. Yeah. It has to. It's not yeah. going to be good. I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but back in the days before, of course, I th- did you grow up in the church? You grew up in the church, yeah, right? Yeah, born and raised, yeah. See, I'm lucky I didn't do that. I mean, I, I grew up going to church, but I never really accepted, uh, an understanding of what true faith was in ties 18. So prior to that, I remember a lot of people who tried to, um, who made me their project. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you know? what you're saying. I was, I was, I was, I was one of the names on their list of people that they promised God that they would witness to, you right, know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, there's like, it, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Right. There's a, there's, a, there's a difference between that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go out there looking for a convert. Yeah. Go out there looking for someone to love. That's it. That's that exactly is right. that is what I wish I could tell every Christian on the planet. Please stop looking for converts. God will do that part. Yep. Just start being sensitive. Just knowing who needs to know that you love them and you care for them, and that that love that you love them with is not only your own love but the love of God. That's right. And for those of you, Man, who we just are, went to preaching, baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> We're getting all theological now. So anyway, uh, for those of you who are inside the United States, this, of course, is a very special time of year. It is Thanksgiving. We wish each and every one of you a very happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And DG, uh, I'm excited about the fact that you have all the people, all the misfits who who basically, uh, you know, don't have a place to eat dinner. They can come to your house, right? There's a bunch of normal people coming to my dinner, I tell you right now. There are not too many of them are going to be Christian. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Anyway, God bless you all. We'll be back next week, Thursdays, our normal time. So Maybe. Yeah. I need oh. to talk to you about it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, anyway, we'll be back soon. Soon. Just check That's out gspn.tv slash schedule. gspn.tv slash schedule. Nice. Bye, everybody. Until next time, join the community. Love you.